point. The, the fortress in particular. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I awesome. am going to say this now. I think the way cradle stuff <laughs> shoots it out of the water. Y- y'all are awesome. I know. We're, we're so awesome. We're going to do this in three, two. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and I'm back with your host, Jason the Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome, welcome. And down below us, right next to George there, we have the main man, Major Socks. That's right. It's good to be back. And uh, George, it's good to have you back, too, after a couple of hiatus weeks. Life needs to stop being stupid, and yeah. George is just... Oh. How is what he doing? He's doing good. He um, he's uh being obnoxious. So, well, yeah, that's what he's uh, usually do right. Yeah, no, he's uh he's out and about. He's um, he he's peeing on things. He's begging for McDonald's. So, so he's just like yeah. George. Then. <laughs> no, 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 I can go buy my own McDonald's, so I don't need to beg for it. Okay, I also I also don't lock myself out of my house when I go get the McDonald's either. Neither do I. I wasn't at McDonald's. I was at uh, a cafe. Uh, no, Close when enough. you locked yourself out, it was McDonald's coffee is what you had. Was it? Oh, yeah, okay. I think yeah. it was. <laughs> it's just like months ago. I don't remember. <clears throat> Anyways. Well, I, re- I remember it so that I can still give you crap for it. <laughs> well, I have a life. I remember more important things. Speak about things. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. All right. Major, yeah, Major Socks is probably excited about this. Oh, yes. As you can see in this part of my corner picture uh, is all my company hero stuff. And the second edition of their Kickstarter will be starting on the 27th. So two days, three days from now. Um, It should be up, so we'll be covering it more in detail next episode. But uh, the link that Bruce has pulled up is all the new commander cards that they have tweaked a little bit for all the uh, factions. Um, Point adjustments for, uh, in terms of uh, your uh, experience points uh, for upgrading your commanders through the areas as well as some of the other additions. But I posted in our Facebook group chat all the actual items that will be seen on the Kickstarter. Um, so there's going to yeah. be a new two-player core edition. There's going to be an upgrade kit um, that will allow those of us that really back... really good value, too. Yeah, it's not bad. Bucks. And that'll allow anybody that backed the first edition to get everything that's updated in the into the second edition. And then we'll run down these more in detail, but I just haven't wanted to show that picture of what we'll be yeah. seeing in, this, in the second picture, or the second edition Kickstarter. So... Uh, once yeah. I get I've got some up. recommendations, so these are obviously going to be add-ons. Yep. Um, I imagine some of these are from the original and some of these are new. So the terrain packs one and two are original 
Kickstarter. Yep. They've updated the terrain pack too a little bit to make the buildings a little bit more different to make the um, built the trays, the infantry trays work a little bit better with the terrain packs, the buildings themselves. The co-op yep. expansion is also from Kickstarter one, but they've added all the other factions to so you can play as as a German player, but then have a AI American or British player player but then they've also updated the the ai system a little bit as well um train pack three is brand new the legacy map pack is brand new the lost brigades is brand new um so there's some new stuff then the little player sets those are upgrades so if you want to buy the two-player starter set that's now there but you want to say get the the soviet set you can buy the soviet set separately as well so there's some cool Cool things coming out, uh, but we'll go more in detail uh, next episode when we get the, kick, the actual Kickstarter page and we can yeah. go through. Two things about that. One, you know those uh, Panzer Shreks, uh, Shrek Panzers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then se- second thing that I'm curious about is uh, what is shipping cost going to be like on this? So, Well, that, it's going to be an interesting one, yeah. Yeah. Be- because uh, a recent Kickstarter that uh, I'm not interested in, but I went and looked at their shipping costs. We're going to be talking smoke. about that later. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was insane. And, and and actually, the the U.S. hub for distribution is Orlando. Uh, I could pretty much drive and go get my stuff if I could, but because that's two you hours away from where to. I live, I won't be allowed yeah. to. But that's where hey, the U.S. Hey, two two hours of driving, if you have a good and economical car, is way cheaper than what some of the shipping costs oh, yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what the shipping will be like. Um, once I find out from the pledge manager, we can definitely go into that a little more detail and kind of compare what I know what we're, we'll be discussing here later on. Because yeah, those yeah. when I saw that, that was ridiculous. So, so given that the rest of the world is paying the same prices that we are, yeah, yeah. So, so I I will just say this though, I love the the time that this company has taken into like the storage trays and everything. So everything just fits and is clean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, that is, and and to be honest, th- this is very quick for a second edition to come out too because the <coughs> first edition came out right in the middle of COVID. That's when the yeah. first edition was released and actually uh, sent out through to the to the backers. Um, so they had a lot of pain with COVID production and stuff like that, and then the shipment. And so it actually came out right before I moved down here last summer. Um, so to have a second edition from and a lot of the second edition feedback came from the players that got it and then the company itself. So I'm excited to see uh, it all come out here in the next little while. And then they said yeah. shipment delivery will be next year. So, yep. So. All right, moving on. Uh, first things first, we finally have our new dates for mini extravaganza. So it's now going to be taking place from the 14th until the 16th of July. Uh, for those that may have missed my last episode, it was delayed because a couple of their staff came down with COVID. So it was delayed for good reasons. Yep. Uh, but they continue to tease things. Yes. Yeah. And we discussed a lot of those last week on Star Wars stuff. But now True. we have new MCP stuff. Yep. So on the MCP front, uh, we have... Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star. Uh, Crimson Dynamo, I am familiar with. I'm not super familiar with Dark Star, honestly. Um, it it but, rings a bell, but I can't like 
finger on it off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, really nice looking minis. Uh, still very much in line with everything else that they've been doing by the look of it. I kind of like the blocky nature of Crimson Dynamo. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of... Yeah, I, I like the blocky nature of him. And and these these four that we're going to be talking about go along with Winter Soldier and his satisfaction yes. of the Russian experiments that they did on, on him throughout the, the comics. Yeah. Uh, we also have Ursa Major and Red Guardian. So Ursa Major is the big bear that helps me with our Bashido coverage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Um... But and Red Guardian is their version of Captain America, basically. Yes. Uh, it's the old guy that was bragging about having a fight with Captain America in the um, Black Widow movie. Cold War. Yeah. So I, I will say this, uh, having seen a few uh, incarnations of Crimson Dynamo, I am pretty okay with this one just because some of the other ones were like really phoned in and really terrible looking in the comic books, in my opinion. He has um, been think... around for a long time, yeah. So, uh, th this this is a good... It has that very chunky and blocky, you know, Soviet block, you know, era and feel yeah. to it. He kind of... His face feels a little bit like Darth Vader. A little bit, yeah. I can see it. Uh, I think the highlight of these two is easily the bear. Um, um, I think I, I I think so too. Um, although I I'm going to like grumble a little bit of like when did bears get abs? Well, this I, is I a mean, superhero I, bear. I understand, but that bears don't have abs. But it's a superhero bear. Everything has to have abs in abs superhero comics. <laughs> but but. The one thing I well wonder about is because we already talked about this in one of the last episodes or past episodes, is yeah. this is coming out in two separate packs. What do they just yep. announce with Thor and his little group? A full box set. And so it's interesting to see that they're they're coming out and with I two think, separate box. Sets. I think we're starting to see why it's because so all of the older stuff is clearly going to be moving into the larger boxes. Yeah. Um so that they can continue doing the two. The thing we were talking about last well, episode, just for George's, um, because he wasn't here. Yeah. Uh, their Thor set is coming out as, as a one pack. box. One four pack. And our reasoning for that was we suspect it's to help with um, shelf, shelf space, space because there's just so much of it. Well, um, I, I'm going to argue that it's going to help for uh, uh, pushing more through retail and making more money. Because if you look at these, you know, the MSRP is 40 bucks a box, right? What's the four-pack on Thor? 80? About. Something like that. It's like slightly okay. cheaper. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's right. a little bit cheaper. Okay, so so now here's my argument. What, what's going to be more popular? The Thor pack or the Soviet stuff? What's going to move faster? The Thor stuff, probably. So if you four-pack it so that everything has to be picked up for a higher amount, that's more money in the pocket. Hmm. It also refreshes the line a little bit. Yeah. But moving on, there's a little small company called Games Workshop I wanted to talk about because they have some dwarves. Some Never heard of them. Space. So many, 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 many times we've talked about squats and they're getting closer and closer. We're still earmarking that we suspect that these are going to be for the November release. 
Uh, but we got a little tease of more of what's coming. Um, yeah, I just I, I wanted to quickly look at this just because it, it's a it's another sign of what we're going to be seeing. Um, this particular box, I think, looks good. I mean, you've got lots of nice options in there. Um, different heads, some older ones, some younger ones. I, I like what's there. My, oh, my I kind of want to see more than just their troops. Yeah. My one complaint, though, is that helmet, you know, head, it looks like the Mechanicum. Mm. Yeah. That, I that's my that. one complaint. You know, it, as, is based, as, it is based on some artwork, though. Yeah, so... Um, as as different as this is supposed to be from you know the Imperium and and man, the the mankind stuff and everything, I don't think that that's a good look for the helmet you know uh, pose. I think yeah, they could have come fair. up with something different. If you look at the one that's got the you know the big long sniper looking rifle thing, you know where he's got uh, like yeah, the green. Yeah. That that is the squat helmet right there, not the not the silver dome. Of the shiny yeah. chrome dome, yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, I kind of, I, I do, I do think I prefer that look, honestly. Um, I, I like the sniper rifle looking thing. I mean, it looks like a bit of a railgun to me. I quite like that. Well, I mean, squats are squat and tough, so what's to say they couldn't walk around with a railgun? Why not? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, the other thing that we have seen recently is we are getting some new contrast colours. Uh, and from and what we're shades. seeing, it looks like they're going to be... Yeah, and shades, yes. Uh, it looks like these are going to be a bit of an improvement on the formula as well. Well, at least that's what they're saying. Uh, we're just looking at the initial announcement here. There have been more sh teasers and stuff since this. Not colour-wise, more just... Uh, showing what they're able to do. There's a couple of comparisons of the blotchiness of the old stuff versus this. Um, there's a lot of very much lighter pastel-y colours in this as well, which mm -hmm. I really do like. Um, yeah. And they seem to have formulated a lot of colours specifically for certain armies, which, which again, I, I really like. Um, I so think... I Big thing in the the thing that surprises me is honestly I don't understand why they're bringing shades back. Like shades are completely pointless in this new world. I feel, but they apparently feel that there's still a need for them. I mean, I the the whitey colours look nice, but yeah. if you use medium, you are achieving the same thing. So why would you not just use your existing paints and then medium them down? Uh, is that what the user wants to do, though? Well, that's a fair point. So, um, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, we're seeing a new range of contrast colors coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, let's be honest, Games Workshop, like, you know, hey, we got rid of Duncan, and we're gonna get rid of two thin coats, and here's contrast paint. And then everyone's got on the contrast paint. Scale 75, Army Painter, uh, who else has done it? There's at least Let's, one other company. Just to be clear, George is being a smartass. He's not actually <laughs> suggesting they only did this because he created his own company. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, they a, didn't a, product him cannot, they came... a product cannot be made that quickly. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I, what I like is the fact is uh, the other they, company they, they is Army Painter. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Army? Did you say Army Painter? Because I said Army Painter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought there was a fourth one that was like doing it too. No, there's another company that we thought were doing something similar, but it's not. Okay. But anyways, um, essentially they've started this whole contrast, you know, like, you know, paint it once and you're done, like, you got, you yeah. know, all this stuff. And I like the fact that they're trying to stay relevant by coming out with new stuff instead of like, now this is going to be our product line for the next 30 years, so deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do we have a release date yeah. on this list? I'm not seeing it. Not, okay. not at this stage, not no. Not at this stage. Uh, I suspect it'll still be a couple of months, but that's yeah. just me. I'm literally guessing. Down the bottom, we also get like a talk of a new spray paint um, and about how it's been specifically designed. And da -da -da -da. Two things. Apparently, the new white scar looks white and the old white scar looks yellow. Uh, I'm sorry, Games Workshop, but that's a terrible advertisement. Um... Well, no, 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 no. The way they're I'm, showing I'm it is like the old white with the new white, the old yellow with the new yellow. Ah, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, in regards to this, I'll believe it when I see it. Their white scar has never been good. It's always been garbage. Um, if it does perform like the Wraithbone, like they're saying, then it's a good thing. Uh, I would still argue that spray paint is not the way to be going. Uh, you're better off with an airbrush. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I found a... Uh, there are people that'll hate I, me for it, but... Yeah, I, I found the, the company I uh, uncle at too, I'm interested in getting some of their, their matte primers and, and trying those, because holy cow, those worked great. Uh, well, at least their gloss black did. Yeah. So, although it gets you high as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Even with That's ventilation. That's why you're supposed to use it with a high ventilated area. I did. I have an exhaust fan, and it still got me high. He missed my pun. Yeah. Oh. Disappointed. <laughs> All right, moving on. Move away from Games Workshop. We have some stuff being teased for Malifaux. Uh, there's a couple of things in this post. This Gwil is the first first of them, and she's just... All kinds of creepy. Like, just all kinds yeah, of creepy. A woman growing out of a tree, in, in a tree. It's meant to be a dryad, but because yeah. it's Malifaux, it's all twisted and horrible and all kinds of I was going to say, because dryads are a lot of time, you know, portrayed as being sexy, not... Yes. Yeah, not witch-looking, creepy... Yeah. Malifaux is very much Victorian horror type of aesthetic. So anything that you get from nursery rhymes or anything like that, it's always twisted to be really creepy. Um, I really, I really like this. I think I might like the next one more though. I was going to say, I, I this saw this cursed that one golem like, is amazing. I have no idea how I would paint it. Um, because I think contrast. I'd... <laughs> I, I think I'd want to paint it up to look stuff. a little different. Well, actually, make it look like it is actually cursed. I just, I really, really like this. It's really cool. 
I don't know. It's just, it's very different from most rock golems that I've seen in the past. I really, really like it. So that's the two main ones. I mean, there is a few things down on the way they're talking about competitions and stuff, but we weren't here to talk about that. Uh, they do actually show off one of their cards, both of their cards. Um, so we'll have the link for these in the description if you want to look at them. Uh, both of them look like they're fairly low-cost-ish models, so should be good. Any preferences between you two as to which one you think is cooler? Golem. Yeah. Yep. The Golem, not Golem, because we didn't talk about Golem. That's no. a Golem. Though it is rather precious. Moving on. We were talking about postage. So, uh. <clears throat> so, Simon, we'll, I, I love talking about Simon. I'm not actually here. Yeah. I'm not actually here. I'm not actually here to have a go at Simon. My opinion on Simon doesn't change, but. Uh. I believe this conversation started off... I don't think we had this conversation on air socks, but I was making a comment at some stage about how, with the increase in postage, that I think this was going to be the end of Simon's current business model. Um, their well, cyberpunk the, Kickstarter is not doing well. Like, not even vaguely doing well. well. Let's rewind a little bit. Uh, yep. the their C, the Simon uh, Zombie Side Marvel, and yep. everyone started having a a fit about that with the shipping prices. You know, because the price which, the shipping crisis started after the Kickstarter was over. Yeah. Well, and and and, and I did look at that, and they were trying to keep the prices fairly comparable. Um, yep. what people weren't realizing is like you're paying to have a miniature that is about two feet tall. Yeah. A solid plastic miniature, two feet tall, shipped internationally. That's not going to be cheap. This, on the other hand, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's a box. It's a very small box. So well, here's here's the thing. I, I think there's a couple of... Cause the, the big thing about this is, like, Simon only doing $500,000 more than halfway through their Kickstarter is extremely unusual. What's that in American? It's 300 and something? 370. Yeah, so right now of a $100,000 goal, they're only exceeding it by 270,000. And usually Simon this are point, one of these companies that underprice their initial launch. They are one of the companies that do that. Um, I think there's a couple of problems here. They very clearly have been hit by the angry people about the postage. Um, but also... I think this was a poor choice in license, honestly. Well, I think the fact that that cyberpunk game... Well, first things first, there's already a cyberpunk game out there. It's not a board game, but that's not really... It already exists. Mm -hmm. uh, and number two, that PC game did not go well. I mean, they're so... still trying to fix it. I think the brand reputation of Cyberpunk has taken a really bad hit. The other thing, too, because I was going through some of the comments, was some of the characters that people are wanting are not core. They are stretch goals. Like and, um, Keanu Reeves, uh, for example. Uh, probably. But so, like, these characters that people are like, where's this character at? 
well, there's how many stretch goals, stretch goals did they have planned for to unlock? Yeah, and they're just not getting so, there. Um, but now let's talk about the actual monkey about this, okay? So it's a $110 pledge, right? That's looks like it's for everything, right? Yep. $110. So it looks like one box. So for people in America, the lower 48, because they've broken out Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico. Lower 48, $50 to $60. You live in Alaska or Hawaii? Yeah, uh, like fifty to sixty dollars to Australia, you're paying seventy two. You're essentially paying our prices for shipping. Realistically, is what you're Which, doing. So, so essentially, I mean, for, you know, one of their biggest markets is the United States. Fifty percent of the of what you're paying for the game added on to ship it. Yeah, that's absolutely now, insane. Now, uh, to, to to give. Not all of this is going to be within Simon's control. And this is oh, coming from not. me. Our audience should know by now that I'm not someone that will give Simon credit for something. I I come down hard on Simon quite frequently. I'm not a fan of the way that they do business. I don't think all of this is within their control. I do, however, think that they are padding this in case it goes up further. Well, here's my thought because too. I think they're also if they, I think they're. I, I, my my point was, I think what they're doing is, well, it's already this expensive. Maybe if you put it up to here, then if things go up even more, which who knows, then ironically, the the Australian price for postage hasn't really changed. It's exactly the same that I well, paid earlier. It's a short- well, the distance it goes from the hub to where you're at hasn't changed much. I mean, it's that's a short distance. Fair. So, in order for it to get on a cargo ship in China, it goes to Quartermaster Logistics in Florida. So, um, my my thought too is, um, I, I don't know if you saw how many boxes I had on that Massive Darkness too. Yeah, yeah. This is much um, smaller I, of a game. Well, no, I'm wondering if, like, you know, like that and stuff like that, and then they did the, the, they were trying to do the zombie side, you know, Marvel thing. I wonder if they're trying to recoup some of their shipping that they've had to fork over too. I would argue that that would be illegal if they are. Okay, it's prove they're doing bad. it. Prove they're doing yeah. it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah that's the hard so, part. I, I don't think there would be enough padding in there to actually, I mean... To be fair, Simon have been making profit on their shipping illegally for a long while. Illegally is the wrong word. I shouldn't be saying it's illegal. It's against the terms and conditions of underhanded. What it is. Uh, they have been making profit on their postage for a while. Um, that's not something that they've hit very well. But I do think they're shooting themselves in the foot if that's what they're doing at the moment. I am going to say if because we can't prove it, but. I I understand that when it comes to a license, you start this long before people know about it. So they would have been preparing for this board game before the PC game came out. But I honestly feel that when that game came out, they probably should have stopped. Um, 
I think this is a very poor choice. Uh, and I, th- I think the fact that this is 300-something thousand speaks to how many people will back whatever they do blindly. Um, yeah, let's just, but yeah, it's, a, it's just, it's, I mean, it's not performing the way their stuff performs. No, um, what I'm no. saying is, well, I'm saying I'm surprised it's as high as it is. A lot of this, mm. a lot of that 370,000 came in the last two days. Let me. I'm surprised it's that high. Honestly, I am. And I think it's because the news of how bad it's been doing has gotten out. After the first day, it barely got over $100,000. So this has tripled in two days. Yeah. Um, it's, only been up, it's only been up for four. I, I, I'm just going to say, put this in comparison to uh, Masters of the Universe. They wanted 200, so twice as much. And they hit yep. 2 million. This is also a very short Kickstarter window, too, because of the size of the game. It's only a... Yeah. I think it's a 14-day window, so very small window, too. Yeah, so they're four days in. They've still got a while to go. I would be surprised if they hit a million at this point. Uh, normally, it would be running away by now if we were going to get up towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah. Look, with cause, And again, like although it's very easy to point the finger and say, hey, well, maybe this is something they deserve, um, I don't think as much of this is in their control as what you guys think think it is. Um, but the big thing for me is that if this is happening with the small things, can you imagine what it's going to be like the next time they try to do a Zombicide? There's no way that they can continue with the way that they've been doing business. It's just not going to be viable any longer. They are going yeah, to we... have to... They're going to have to start doing it another way. They're going to have to go to retail. Yeah. They're not going to have yeah, a choice I mean... in the matter. These big sure. box games in the current shipping market they just can't happen not big box they're gonna have to go back to a retail marketplace i don't think they have a choice and quite frankly they have that they have the money to do it they are a huge company with huge pockets and i'm just gonna up i know i said i'm not gonna do it but i am they shouldn't be on kickstarter to begin with with any of their products at all yeah. Simon um, do not belong on Kickstarter. They need to get off it. Yeah. I, I think another game the size of MD2 Masters of the Universe, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be 150 to ship you in the US the next yeah. time they do one. Which I think that's really, really gonna put off a lot of people then. Because I mean, what can you do for 150 bucks of something getting to your door? Mm-hmm. You could buy a very large chunk of a Warhammer game. Um, you can and you can go on really Amazon puts and find it in perspective. Yeah, you can go on Amazon, find a real t- retail copy of something, and have it shipped for free with your Prime. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think this is the death knell for their business practice because it, I mean, Simon are fine; they, they're not in trouble. Uh, but the fact that this is not performing as well as, let's be fair, they very much wanted it to, and I don't think all of this is the shipping. I think the the pro the the license is part of it as well. But I think this is a sign that they need to reevaluate the way they do business. It's not going to work yeah. anymore. 
So, uh, yeah. next, um, another company um, spent some time on Kickstarter, uh, but not this. Um, Steamforge Games have got two more uh, gods for God Tear. Yeah. Avengers. So the first one is very much like this is a Fae box with a really beautiful looking fairy. Mm-hmm. Like she is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, doesn't appear to have legs, which is weird. No, no, she's got like, a leg. It's it's, like, it's 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 wrapped around just... in a little cloth. You can oh, see yes, what can looks like it. a foot hanging yeah. out in between one of the cloth strands as it's weaving around her foot. It looks like. Yeah, I, I could say it down there. Yeah. Uh, and then everything else is kind of like woody bug looking things. I, I don't know. I like this box. It's really different from most of the other stuff that they've done. Um, like this is a game that I know that you have played, George. I haven't, but I know that you have played this and enjoyed uh, it. Own it. Um, I, they, they need to redo the rule set because there are a couple of issues with the rules. But the problem with that is in order to the changes they need to make, you would need to do new boards as well. Okay. The, the the scoring system, you'll never get to a turn five. Yeah. And in order to fix that, you'd have to change the boards completely. So, yeah, that that's a problem. Uh, the other one that they've got here is Jack, which is another one for their goblins. Uh, apparently, this guy has a healing mechanic, unlike everybody else in the game. That was one of the big things that they were talking about with this guy. I just think he looks cool. Like, honestly, this guy's looks awesome. So, what what I like about this is, and it's kind of unique, is if you look at all the other sets, you know, you have the the quote unquote god, right? And you know, they're this big, and the minions are like this. Yeah, he's the same size. Mm. I love this box a lot. I really like it. So yeah, I just wanted to look at those. Like these are both on pre-order; they're new at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, now, I, I haven't I, played gonna, it, so I, I can only take your word on the rules. So I, I'm going to throw this out here real quick too. If you want, if we want to talk about bang for your buck, right? So if you scroll down, you got the God Terror Ascended Pledge bundle, right? You hit that; it's 350 bucks. That's both versions of the core game, which have two factions in the box. So there's four factions with those two boxes. Then all the other factions for 350. It's not bad. Yeah. That is huge value right there. And then if I go back, cuz there was another one as well. Fortunately, it's sold out right now, but that's a good Oh uh, yeah. Still a good deal. because it's a good value. <laughs> so we were talking about $150 for postage. For 130, you're getting the chosen pledge, which is both of those boxes, and then five of the smaller ones, which is just in like that. That's it's just insane. Yeah. And by the look of it, they come with foam on the inside of their boxes. Uh, it's a uh, or injection it's molded plastic. It's injection. Oh, okay. mold, uh, Never mind that. Uh, not injection molded. Um, it's the uh, vacuum molded plastic. Yep. Fair enough. I, I stand corrected. All right, let's move on to a company called TT Combat. We don't talk about TT Combat very often here. Much. All right, we've got another preview of... 
And Louis? Yep. Louis? 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 Louis, 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 Louis. Louis. But they're the, same, they're the same person. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, halflings okay. in space? Yeah. Halflings in space! So, the first thing I'm going to say is, you could, someone needs to take some of these, and they're just like, oh no, this is my squad army. These are my squads. <laughs> that's, to- that's totally not what they're aiming for. Look, they're halflings, not dwarves. They're totally not aiming for that. Um, no, yeah, that that is very clearly the direction that they're going. So, yeah, we're getting a little bit more of a preview of what we've been expecting from this. This is their next Kickstarter. Uh, I don't know if we have the date for the Kickstarter. I want to say it's heard. either the end of this month or the beginning of next. I don't remember. Uh, but the actual, like, the big thing for this is they've got a technology to actually recycle their resin when it's been miscast. So industry thing that like this is actually kind of this cool. this is kind of a big deal. Um so if something if they're casting a behemoth and something went wrong with the cast, normally that would go in the garbage because you couldn't reuse it. They can now grind it down and include a percentage of that inside a new cast to fill up the gaps and so forth. This is like that is something that's a very I mean, clever idea, honestly. It's what Kit Kat's been doing for years, so <laughs> Um I think my favorite thing of this is the air support thing. I just yeah. think that looks really cool. I mean so the tank the- that Dave designed is cool too, but I, I yeah. really like that air support. Just so, it's so different. So those engine nozzles look very similar to what the PHR have on their drop ships for drop zone. Yes. They, have this, they, uh, yeah. they, they stick out the side just like the, the PHR drop ships do. And so that, we talked about that tank, how it kind of reminded us of kind of resistant style of hodge, slap some armor to the side, big, big bulky tank. So I, yeah, I agree. I, I like the sculpts of, of those air support units too. So thanks uh, for the, the job. The tank, the tank kind of reminds me of a layman rust that's been down. Yeah, from yeah. World War One. Yeah, that too. Uh, no, I'm a, a layman rust. Oh, from yeah, but he's not a forty k person. No, but you look at the early World War One tanks. Oh yeah, you yeah, take yeah, yeah. Off, You take off the turret. Yeah, and from a uh, 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 Last Crusade. Yeah. So you take off the turret, for, and you pretty much got a World War One tank. Uh, yeah. Well, so. Yeah, I, I could see that definitely. Um, we also have some new terrain that's coming out, and some of this looks pretty. Um, first mixed terrain. Lots I know, right? Uh, the big one I want to look at at least first is the fortress because this thing, the value in this box is insane. So this is on a three by three board, and it's taking up most of the table. It's huge. Uh, everything breaks down and becomes modular, so you could make ruins and stuff out of this as well. You don't always have to set it up the same way. I like the fact that they're actually showing off the sizes and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really... This is insane value. It's it's really, really nice. 
I love, I love, uh, we've commented on this before. Like in the main picture, they do this thing where it shows you with other things that you can buy and then yeah, they gray the, out the, the things terrain. that aren't in the box. I yeah. really like that. All that's doing is just saying, look look at what it could look like if you get these other you things. You get all too. three of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> buy all three of these um, things and you can do this with them. Thanks, the Pitchstone Grand Hotel we've seen before. That's in the box set that you own, George, I believe. Uh, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Um, I also like the Pitchstone Boardwalks, which, again, comes from the same box. Uh, it definitely does. I don't know why he's looking. It, it, it definitely is in the box. Because there's quite a few of these things that came in those boxes because they were in those boxes as previous. I really like the stables, personally. But they're not quite as new. That is not in that box. Are you sure? Because it's in the picture that, that it's on the front of the box. Um, I just looked, and it's not in that box. Oh, okay, maybe you, not. Again, okay. if you go to if you go to the picture, all the other stuff, and then it's grayed out with the one hotel. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. I stand corrected. Looks like you no, got something there, George. <laughs> I don't think he's even broken the tape on that box yet. I don't think he has any either. It's it, yeah, it's still it's still in its plastic. <laughs> I've opened mine. To do, right? you, no, you, I've you opened leave the stuff in the box, right? And it's worth more. That's right. <laughs> Collect item. These galleons right. look awesome too. Ooh, galleons. Yeah, scroll down a little bit more. Oh, these are the old ones. Okay, yeah, yeah no, no, they still look cool before. though. I like. Yeah, them. I I do agree. I know they're I, not new. Still oh, there. so I do like those uh those stables though. That's oh that's yes, a, that's right. He wasn't here for that when I said I like that. No, an uncommon piece of terrain. I re no, I I really like those as well. They were one of the highlights I pointed out. I also kind of like the jousting ground. Yeah, I was going to say, some of these I haven't seen. I don't know if I've seen these, like the archery range, the blacksmith. Some of those look pretty nice. Yeah. Socks, do, do you notice the... um? Wh what is that religious uh, building called? The church. The church? Which one? What are you talking about? No, no the, the other one, the, the temple. Oh, the temple? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Socks gets the joke and the irony. Yeah, I do. It's based on my religion. The temple is? Well, my religion has temples all around the world. Oh, so okay. He's talking about the temple there. Like, to, to me, it just looks like a church. but It's yeah. a medieval temple, but it's not the right, right type yeah. of temple. But to it's be fair, the architecture on those things is amazing, though. Yes, I will agree. Ooh, there's right. an archery range, even? George is, like, two minutes behind our conversation. Like, constantly. Stocks pointed well, that out, like, two or three minutes ago. <laughs> I, I didn't have my headphones on for a minute because, you know, so, whatever. No, you were there talking about the the stables. And no, I mentioned I, I like the jousting ground. And then he I'm, talked about the archery, archery range. range. 
Oh, well. It's okay, George. We know that it's you. All right, I'm going to move on. This next story, we're only going to touch on very, very briefly because there's been a lot of people asking about how to buy TT Combat game stuff in the US, and for a long time, you almost couldn't without shipping it in. We now have three people in the US... That are confirmed, because I've looked at all three of these sites. Yeah. So, Go for Mafia games not only carry the games, but they are regularly hosting tournaments and stuff for it as well. We have covered some of their tournaments in the past. Yeah. We also have Game Castle. Castle is spelt with a K because it makes it cooler, I guess. Uh, they are also, like, they are pretty much getting everything. And then, finally, we have Kick-Ass Mail Order. And, again, so, they, are, they have both of, the, both of the drop games anyway. I'm going to say Kick-Ass Mail Order may have carried it beforehand, too, because one of the things they've got is the original Drop Fleet Yeah, rule they've book got some original stuff, too. For, for $9.25, but it's temporarily out of stock. Check back later. Yeah. But, but it's good to, to see... be fair... That's the one that has traffic jams in it. Uh, the new one does as well. They didn't fix it on purpose. Oh, they're, they're, oh sh- <laughs> no, no, they deliberately didn't fix it. I, I, I could just see some editor out there with OCD being like, no, it, it, it has to be fixed. No, no, no. It's the running gag. You, you have to leave it. You have to leave it. But why? <laughs> I suspect what will happen is look, when second edition happens, you need to do second edition. Um, that it will be fixed, but their traffic jams will be deliberately placed somewhere else. Or it will be down the bottom in, in brackets or something a, a, as an actual gag. Yeah. Like a footnote, I think, is the term that I'm trying to think of. Uh, I believe footnote is the correct term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All um, right. That, that's great, though, that there are businesses in the U.S. now that are carrying it so that, you know, you don't, you don't have to place a $100 order. Granted, I mean, you place a $100 order, free shipping, that's fine. But you got to do that. I mean, every single time you're going to order something, if you want free shipping, that's another $100. And not everyone has $100 to spend all at once, all the time. It's, 100, three, it's actually £100. So it'd be, yeah, 120 ish 125 Yeah. yeah. conversion rate. So it's good to see, I mean, because you, you and I have talked about it, George. We've talked about it multiple times. Miniature Market, the biggest online re- retailer yeah, in the States. Which- doesn't carry it at all, so it's good to see three smaller companies carrying it that aren't. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little surprised that 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 uh, store is not on the list. And they, I mean, have t- they- and they have they just opened up their second storefront uh, right before I left. They have two storefronts. Well, I mean, in they carry they carry and, everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally everything. They they will buy your minis back if from collectors and then sell them at a ridiculous price. Yes, Probably. that's true. Hello, there are businesses that are allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know that. That's why I made the re- remark. Also, EB Games. Um, okay, Dystopian Wars. We get, quite frankly, a really pretty looking new flying ship type. Ooh. This battle fleet is all yeah, this... flying, and well, with the exception of the what look the like submarines. submarines. But it looks cool. I love these so much. These are so pretty. I love this aesthetic right here. Just the whole 
Oh. The assault carriers are really nice. They have been doing lots of really nice stuff. Um, I, I have looked at one of their battle fleets. We were very kindly gifted one from on tabletop. Um, but I love this so much. The aesthetic of this is just all kinds of pretty. I like that. If I were to just go, it sucks. I like that sculpting on the bow that of the of the little lines and stuff like that. The ornate details that they have near the front of each of the ships. Yeah. Very uh, uh, Nautilus from League of Extraordinary, yeah, Extraordinary exactly. Gentlemen. That's yeah. the one that I was trying to think of, actually, because, yes, you're right. That's exactly what it reminds me of. If I were to get a faction for this game just based off looks, this is it. Like, it's, hard to dis- it's hard to disagree with you, honestly. I mean, like, this th- is just really pretty. This could be the worst performing in a, in a meta. <laughs> And I'll just be like, no, I still, still get just, it. I want this one. I want this one. It's like Bruce wanting his gun guns. I think it'd be the worst faction out there, but he still wants them. <laughs> you do know the whole point of me making that remark is because they're never going to do them. Yes, I do. Although I would buy Ewoks. them. 100% we're I would buy them. We're getting Ewoks. There's still hope. No, that was a different movie. Yeah, I know. And you but we are getting Boba Fett, or uh, we're getting uh, Grogu. Yes, yes, the, the, that had already been announced, and for some reason, I'd I don't forgotten. know if George knew that. Well, we why wouldn't they? That's that's like the like the biggest, you know, like iconic resurgence of popularity for the franchise. No, yeah. Hello there. Speaking of resurgence, yes. If you haven't seen it, go see Obi One. Like seriously, it's really it's good. Really go and good. see it. Uh, yeah, I've I've uh, three three episodes in. Um, you're, Strange you're New World. Strange New World has obsessed my life. So go see Obi One. All right, moving on. We've also got some very pretty terrain. And yes, I like this terrain too. Like seriously, this is. Gorgeous. That that steamship um, that's broken in half and sinking just looks. Yep. Yeah. Steamship. Oh my goodness. We have covered some of their terrain before on an episode that you missed, George. Uh, and I made the point of saying at that stage that it was a real shame that George wasn't here for this because he would have fallen in love with it. Um, this stuff is all stunning. It all breaks down into different levels so that it's all playable on the inside. Uh, I believe this stuff is all pre-painted as well. I'm going to double-check that. Yes, it's all pre-painted. So I'm just I'm just going to say, the the paddle wheel steamship is the most American thing. Like yes, go anywhere wild, else in the world, west. You, you will never see that. It's nope. the most American thing ever made. And that just, it looks so amazing. It reminds um, me of New Orleans or the Mississippi River. There's all those stories of the paddle wheel going up and down the Mississippi River oh, yeah, all the time, the yeah. Civil War days oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Wild Wild West Exodus just screams it as this piece to have on the terrain table. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, just... I would argue that this box is worth it for that alone. I mean, it's a 110-pound box, but 
that is potentially the sexiest looking piece of terrain I've seen in a very long time. That that paddle with paddle paddle yeah, the paddle stemmer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna it say, almost I'm kind gonna... of feels like it's it's a battleship power battle steamer too. I'm gonna say it's probably the best looking piece of terrain. Period. Because I can't remember seeing anything that looks better than this. It's not something someone has made for a display board, like mm. those big, you know, golden demon or first place, you know, dioramas you see it like Adepticon stuff. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm talking, like, take my money, give me the box, open it up. I can't think of anything better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, like, it's all pre-painted, so all you have to do is build this. Like, it's just insane. I mean, They've done really, really well on this. That plantation manor looks pretty nice, too, but I have to agree that paddle wheel ship just looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I do like the manor. I will agree with you on that. It's just this entire box is just amazing. But that, oh yeah, that paddle wheel, just oh, I it's a hundred ten pound box. box, but it's it's um it's worth every penny because all like they're all very large pieces as well. It's so George, you gonna have some new nuts. terrain to put together here in about a month and a half? No. <laughs> Because it's still on pre-order for another 34 days, so you got some time to uh, stash up some cash. <laughs> oh, it's, I don't think this cash is the problem. It's the fact that he still has three boxes he hasn't touched. I know that. I know. Okay, Two boxes one. he hasn't touched. You, you finished off one. It's okay, George. We'll let you. All right. Let's move on to an indie, shall we? Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. Alright. We are finally covering one of the indies that I am... If Michelle has harassed me about these guys, I don't remember it. But I kind of feel like he would have wanted me to cover this company a long time ago. Given that he helped design one of their products that we will talk about later. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention that he helped create that. Anyway, we are <laughs> talking <laughs> about... Too late now. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't have product. to say which one it is. Um, so we're talking about Blots. Blots is... These guys make so many things, it's not even funny. Um, I have a jailhouse here somewhere in my house that come from these guys. Um because I'm from Australia, and that was the joke. Uh, we do joke gifts for each other sometimes. Uh-huh. These guys do a whole heap of terrain. They do a whole heap of widgets and accessories for games. They do model railway stuff, which we won't be looking at today because it's not really our thing. But I want to start under war game terrain, and I just want to stay on this page for a minute just because I want to talk about the variety that we have here. Now, obviously, yeah, down the bottom here, we've got historical board games. Ooh, nice. Yep, exciting. But then we've got 32 mil terrain, 28 mil terrain, 20 mil, 15 mil, 10 mil, 8 mil, and 6 mil. 
the amount of variety that these guys do is absolutely insane. Um, if I go to historic, so uh, no, if I go to accessories and then game specific accessories, let's have a look at the drop fleet stuff, shall we? Because as much as we love Drop Fleet, let's be fair, the bases are a little annoying. And they always have been. Uh, and I said this during a playthrough with somebody recently, that uh, in a lot of ways, the bases that they did for Drop Fleet Commander are very groundbreaking, like genuinely groundbreaking. Uh, but in practice, they're kind of very fiddly to use because everything is so tiny. Um, so they have come up with an alternate version of that, and it works very well. Um, they feel kind of a little bit similar to what our friend at Laserforge did, uh -huh. but they've done them slightly differently. Uh, they've actually got text and stuff on them, and but it, and it actually tells you what they're doing, uh, that he's actually included a way of actually marking your battle fleets, which is nice with the letters to correspond with, although for some reason we have no A down. Oh, it's because it's on the thing. Never yeah, mind. It's on there. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely really like it. This also sits underneath the base, so it still incorporates the actual base as opposed to replacing it entirely, where um, Alan's goes on top and is incorporating the base. They both incorporate the base. I think Alan's is probably a little bit smoother, uh, mm -hmm. But I do, I do still really like this. We also have MDF versions of the clusters actually shaped properly. Uh, and they're a little bit more affordable than the other version that I've seen. Um, yeah. We've got MDF ground assets. And nobody is really doing those. Uh, launch assets. I mean, you can buy plastic launch assets from TT Combat. But let's talk about the Flying Space Saucer disc uh, dice tower, shall we? Because this is what Michelle helped design. Now, I don't know how much work was his and how much work was the owner's, but I know that Michelle helped design this. This is a spaceship that is a dice tray. I don't need to say anything else. That's literally what it is. It looks awesome. I've said a few times when people do terrain that's also a dice tray that we need to see more people doing stuff like this. This just adds to that. TT Combat have that Dicington Tower for the Drop Fleet games uh -huh. where it, like the actual building is a dice tower. We need more of this stuff. Everybody will buy it. Isn't that what I said? You said Drop Fleet. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like everybody needs to be like everybody will buy it if you games workshop if you design a dice tower that looks like it's a ruin people will buy it uh no, it's no, just I, it, it makes I, it I, absolutely just because to to have a designated place for your dice to sit at is a must in these games and yeah. if you can have that in the middle of the game board where you're playing the game and have it you know, an empathy system to so where it's like it's all random. You know, it's not like someone's like, 
palm on a die or something like that and, you know, drop it at flat, you know, and just, it all comes out and it's all contained. Yeah. So good. On accessories, if you go down to Dice Towers, then you also see that they have a generic looking one and then you also see the skyscraper one that I was referring to a minute ago. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a really nice looking building. I kind of want them to do one in 28 mil. Honestly. Because this has been designed specifically for drop zone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd I mean, love could... to see something like this for Marvel. Batman. Like, it only needs to be a building in 28 mil scale. It doesn't even need to be a big building, honestly. Yeah. Because you're not going to be playing on the inside of it. Like, yeah, six, I mean, eight you inches wouldn't, tall. You wouldn't want this scaled out to 28 mil because it'd be, like, huge. But... Well, some of the new... An MCP, equivalent. The new, some, some of the new MCP terrain, that, that red brick building is about yayish tall. I mean, that's, that's a good 10 inches tall, and it's yayish yeah. square, rectangular, and so that would work just perfectly. All right, so I want to look at some terrain. So I'm going to go to 28 mil because that's where most of it is. And I want to have a look at the Japanese stuff because Bushido is awesome. Bushido. Yeah. So we have your usual temple walls, actual Japanese houses. We've got our lanterns. But we do actually have some actual country-looking houses here as well. The roofs have been thatched. Obviously, it's not going to come with the thatching. You'd have to do that extra yourself. This is really nice. You've got your Tory gate because everybody has to have a Tory gate. Uh, I think the standing lanterns are probably my favourite on this page, which feels weird to say, but it just looks really pretty. I like the fact that it's, it's not just because everybody does the temples, mm-hmm. but there's actual... Like, there's the other side of the community as well. I really like that they're doing that. Uh, Also on here, uh, let's have a look at some Old West stuff. I am picking things somewhat randomly, just for the record. Um, Old West buildings works for me. Oh, Oh, that's Saloon. Yeah. Yeah. The saloon is the first thing that got my attention too. These are all coming with the boardwalks, so you're not having to purchase them separately. Um, and uh, all of this stuff is really modestly priced. Yeah, I mean, all that wild, all the Old West stuff here, I mean, with the exception of the church and the saloon, everything's under or right at like 15 euro. Yeah. And I mean that saloon is huge. Like, there's a reason why that's going to be that expensive. Well, yeah, and then and then the two churches they're like forty five pounds each. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. but like everything else is fifteen forty two. There's one. Okay, here's one that's twenty five. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the saloon is also almost a foot wide. (laughs) It's quite huge. Um, ten mil terrain. Let's have a look at some cityscape stuff. Oh, uh, no. Let's no. go to this one. 28 mil. 28 mil? Crashed, crashed starship. This. Oh, my goodness. This would be... Oh! I think, 
I think this is the most excited I've ever heard socks. <laughs> this would be an awesome Legion board to have. This would be an awesome anything board, quite frankly. Dude, yeah. That crash nozzle. You know where I've seen that crash nozzle before? Uh, what what is it? The Force Awakens or whatever? When Ray's in the freaking Star Destroyer? That's how yeah. it looks like. I yes. mean, this is. Yeah, and then you got the shield bubble, the radar bubble. You got the part of the bow, the nose. I mean, my goodness, this would be an awesome. Honey, I think I don't want it for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, this I mean, is this is incredible. Considering, I mean, that it's, they it's have very more... clearly a generic spaceship. It could be anything. It, yes. It's definitely not straight out of Star Wars. No, uh, it's definitely not that. Do, um, why are the Star Wars minis next to incredible? I don't know why. But somebody my, got confu- somebody got confused. Just a little. But my is that goodness. supposed to be? A, those are supposed to be the away team, then not 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 Imperial yes. stormtroopers. No, they've That's just the picked. Team. They've just picked minis randomly. It's not supposed to be a broken up destroyer. They've just randomly picked minis, and they just happen to be Star Wars ones. Really? Did, did you see the superstructure at the bottom there, socks? Yeah, the I did. Crash? That yeah, is totally a bridge from the Star Destroyer. Oh my god, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know so, what you're talking about. It's totally generic. Oh my goodness. I think we've had... I gotta, I gotta show my Jesus, because I think we just found a new terrain piece, or terrain board for one of our tournaments in the future. Yeah. Like, as, like I said, these guys have some incredible stuff. Uh, 10 mil um, Cityscape Modern. Just very quickly, I want to look at this the last one I want to look at. And we're just going to very quickly scroll through. These are all 10 mil buildings, which is the scale for drop zone. And they look really not nice. Getting detail in buildings of this scale is actually really hard with MDF. That Ferrisville is a... awesome. Yes. I really like the Grand Hotel as well. Uh, that Ferrisville might be the best thing on the page, I think. I mean, being able to. There's do also something... a fast food diner that's definitely not a KFC. It's definitely no. not a KFC. Don't look at it. It's not a KFC. Actually, it's a lot of things. You could say it's a. Oh, Depending so... on what colors you painted, it could be a lot of things. Yeah. I clicked on the wrong thing. Did you click on the bits? 10 mil bit or City Escape Modern bits? Yeah, yeah. I also like the car park. The car park's quite nice. I mean, car parks are boring, but it, it is quite, it's quite a nice feature. <laughs> I mean, look, they are boring buildings, but on a table, it makes a lot of sense to do something like that. Yeah. Um, the dice tower that we were talking about earlier is on the second page, along with a really nice-looking petrol station, honestly. I still think that Ferris wheel is the highlight, though. That Ferris wheel is, I think, easily well, the highlight. And if you go back to uh, when we had Lewis on, you know, he said that, you know, just shrinking something down from 28, you know, doesn't make it 10 mil. No. So you have, you have to completely redesign it. Like this is, uh, this would have all have been designed for the scale initially. Um, that Ferris wheel is so good. Uh, the cooling towers. As simple as that is, that's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes! I had to go back and find it. But yes, 
the engine shed's quite nice as well. It's probably a little bit more modern day rather than the sci-fi, but that doesn't really matter, honestly. Not with something like Drop Zone, because it's all ruined anyway. So there we go. That's Blotz. B-L-O-T-Z. Uh, they're based in Europe, just in case, you know, the euro symbol didn't give that, the pound symbol didn't give that away. Um, but these guys have been around for as long as I can remember. Uh, but honestly, they're one of those companies that I don't think a lot of people realize. I just bookmarked um, the, uh, crash, the attention. I just bookmarked that uh, crash ship page. <laughs> probably a probably a good choice. <laughs> Shall we discuss some hobby? Dream blue crying paint. So, what you Socks, what, are you, what are you going to do? The video series on the crash ship terrain from Blots. Uh, <laughs> well, I can order it off, but uh, I've got a Kickstarter that I got it back next week. Uh, so it's gonna be a few yeah, months. but it, like, like sixty bucks, you get all that crash ship stuff. That's probably that's right. Cheap. Probably right. Um, uh, no, I've got some other stuff though that I got to start working on for for my tournament next week or next month that we'll be talking about because I got some uh, Gar Saxon. Nice. I've got a full squad of pikes that I've got to put together. And then I've got the full Shadow Collective corset. All those minis to put together. So I've got... You better get on it. Uh, yeah, I know. I've got two, just two squads and one of the leaders will be going into my army that I'll be uh, for my Empire list. Uh, so I'll work on those primarily. Uh, and then I'll, I'll get to the others as I move along. So I want them all done before the tournament. Uh, we'll see about that. Life, as as George knows, can get in the way. So speaking of life and and hobby time, what what have you done, George? Zip. <laughs> um. Well, where did you get your uh, uh, round two uh, SFB uh, Kickstarter and Bruce? I just a guy. I got mine Saturday. Like, it's been, I almost want to say two months difference between you and I. Though, to be fair, that just goes to show how terrible shipping is in your country right no, now. No, 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 no. Like, I said, hey, where's my Kickstarter? And they're at, oh, oh, they didn't send it. Oh, we'll get that oh, sent that's out. Oh, even, that's even worse. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. horrible. I'm surprised that you hadn't complained about that in our chat. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, understandable. I, I, I don't want to complain anymore about Mythic after all the complaining I've done about Mythic because... To, to, be, to, to, to be fair, I have asked you several times if it's arrived yet for a reason. You probably should have been reaching out to them already. Not First that that makes it... Check it out. This is how past due hell is. Yeah. I really want that game, and it's almost a year past due now. Um, I did an unboxing. I did two unboxings, so... Yes. Uh, one and a half of which are currently public. There's still three videos to go. Three? Maybe four videos to go on your Massive Darkness. Yeah, and then, of course, the, the 
the the red grass one that we kind of did together because mm. we got it at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm quite proud of that video. More people need to go and watch it. Yes, it's. I feel like I did a better job than I normally do on that one. Uh, the video quality is definitely better. Yeah, adding the <laughs> wifey to watch it definitely helped. Um, but yeah. that's about it for me. Yeah. There's a lot of what I've been doing up to that I can't really talk about, and I'm kind of vaguely talking about, like, there's certain models that you and the Patreon have seen, uh, one of which I dropped last night. I have to rebuild again. Um, I have also been doing a little bit of painting, not too much. Um, the, the, um, the thing that I'm vaguely talking about is I, I'm working on a project of my own that I'm not quite really ready to talk about publicly yet. But our Patreon are getting videos behind the scenes <coughs> on the work that's going into it. So, because I want to get it to a state where it's testable within the next 12 months. That is my current goal. So, which I talk about in an exclusive video for our Patreon that went up yesterday, day before. I don't remember. But yeah, I, I I have been doing a few things, but it's kind of been a little bit of everything. What are you pointing um, at, George? Well, I'm just in general. We did, um, well, you and I figured out, and then we found out Major Sox can partake in this. We found oh, out yes. that some, yeah. so, so, some of our favorite games that we've recently gotten, um, we can play them on the Tabletop Simulator, which, you know, shame on us for not knowing that sooner. <laughs> so uh i'm looking forward to you know when we can all sit down for a couple hours and, and actually play a game together that would be fun it would be george fun. Just tried to play a game of um nemesis 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 uh which was challenging over a camera um i managed to pull out the queen in the first encounter and then it was just a matter of time until we were all dead <laughs> And then I found the nest, uh, the ne- my next turn, and then yeah, two turns we later, and died. <laughs> and it was <laughs> the nest was right next to the um to the escape, escape pods. pods. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so a lot of fun that game, though. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that as like not so much a, you know as like hobby time, but like you know what gaming has become in this day and age with you know. Stay away from people. Don't go outside. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. All right. Game talk. Talk nerdy to me. All right. Today we are looking at the Sheltari. Now, people may be wondering, why are you not talking about the PHR light cruisers? We only have one of them, and we covered it with the medium ships many episodes ago. So, that's why we're not covering them. All right. So, we are going to start with... Hey, George, would you like to cover the Azerite Light Cruiser, please? Um, yeah, I'm getting to it. Um, for, first of all, I'm just actually going to say... Um, Save yourself time and plastic. Don't build uh, Sheltari flight cruisers. That being said, the Azerite has a scan of 12 inches, a signature of 3 slash 16. 
that is shields down, shields up. Thrust of 12 inches, hull of 7, armor of 5 up, 4 up, point defense of 6, grouping of 2 to 3, tonnage of medium, special, vectored, meaning you can turn in the middle of a move as part of the ship. You, you don't have to go in a straight line. Um, that's about the only cool thing about it. Uh, this ship has the disruptors, which is the average weapon. It's a four up lock, six attack, one damage, front narrow arc. So the vectored ability is really, really handy there with that front narrow arc. Uh, then it has a harpoon cascade, which is also a four up lock, uh, three attacks, one damage, front side, rear, close action. Which um, has opinions. Yeah, 70 points apiece. <laughs> so look at 70 points apiece. Minimum 140 oh. to 210 for a squad. Yeah. So, um, the the reason why I call the, the the disruptor the average weapon, it hits on a four up. How many fleet mainstay weapons hit on a four up? Yeah, most of them. Right, a majority of it. So, it, technically, the, you could call this the fleet mainstay weapon, even though it's only on like three ships. Yeah, fair. Don't, don't build it. Uh, we also have the Shaltari Aquamarine, so this is 70 points each. Uh, and you've got a scan of 12 inches, signature of 3 or 16, so that shields up, shields down, uh, or shields down, shields up, rather. Thrust of 12, hull of 7, armor is 5 plus, 4 plus, point defense of 6, grouping 2 to 3, medium tonnage, and it's also vectored. Uh, these have gravity cells, which are a 2 plus, 2 Coils. attacks, 1. Oh, sorry. Um, two attacks, one damage, front narrow, and it's impel two. Right. Uh, yeah. So impel. Thank you. Impel. Impel is when you hit with two impel shots, so you have to hit with both shots. So the two up is critical because hopefully you can just crit and they have to take the damage. If you hit with both those shots, you can turn your opponent's ship. Ah, oh, it's that one. It's a 45 facing, I think. I think it's or... 90. I think it was yeah, 90. 90. I think... Anyways, um, uh, you could you could ruin a PHR player's day with this ship. Yeah. Um, this is a, this is a ship that you attempted to build a lot of just to be an annoying person. Yeah. That's it. Uh, even I, I, even though you thought you wasn't going to win. I was super tempted to, and then I looked at like what I actually need to like build the ships. I'm like. I won't be able to build any like regular like medium or heavy cruisers. Forget that. <laughs> um, uh, it also has a harpoon cascade, which is a four plus three attacks, one damage, front side, rear, and it's your close action. So again, you're looking at a, a minimum cost of 140. Um, the light cruisers for the Shaltari have never really gotten anybody's attention. Um, I know that's going to be new information to new players, but um, well, yeah, so we have a pa we have a patron that's been building Shaltari fleet, and that's what he destroyed me with in our game last week. Um, but yeah, so, no, the light cruisers are not worth it. Yeah, the I mean the the Aquamarine is the closest one to it because with the. Ex this ship and the um battle cruiser 
are the only two ships with the impel weapons. Yeah. Um, the impel weapon, in my my opinion, is kind of like the particle lance. It's like, whoa, that's cool. But there's so much better stuff you could do. I mean, you take a regular, you know, amber cruiser and get eight shots. You know, for for roughly the same points. Now, I mean, like I said, you could be that guy, and I was almost that guy, and you could take a PHR Dreadnought and turn it around 180. I I think that could even make someone like Major Sox grab the table and flip it and walk away. Especially if, like, you know, he's been working on two turns of, like, getting into the position, and you're like, you're going to go the opposite direction now. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a lot of fun, but it's something that you'd want to do in a fun game, not a competitive game. I, I, I competitively, I don't think it 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 could work competitively. I think it has to be like just something fun, like um, my idea for doing a bombardment PHR army, yeah. or fleet. Sorry, yeah, is something could that could work. be competitive. It could work, but I don't think competitively. I mean, I think it would work great for wiping stuff off the board, but I don't think it would be effective enough to be competitive. Same here. Um, you've got way better points to spend elsewhere on a Shaltari fleet. Uh, the little centerpiece is what makes it the light cruiser. Don't unclip it from the sprue, just leave it there. Yeah, some bad news for Shaltari players in this one. There's nothing in this category that's worth your time. <laughs> oh, All right, and moving- this- the ships that have the uh, the 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 other weapon, it's the mothership and the fleet carrier. Those are the only two other ships that have that weapon. Ah, okay. everything else is better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Upcoming events. Tournaments, demos, conventions, you know that kind of stuff. World Model Expo is really, really close at this point. Uh, 1st to the 3rd of July, tickets are still on sale. It takes place at the NH Eidenhoven Conference Centre in Konigshof in Veldhoven, Netherlands. Uh, WME2020.com if you're interested. Socks, talk about your tournament. Well, so, your friend's tournament. Yeah, so my local game group down here in uh, Tampa Bay area, Florida, um, my friend Jordan, he is part of Luminous Gaming. They are holding a tournament, uh, Star Wars Legion tournament, Critical Hit Games in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, 23 July. Uh, two th- uh, and then it's also a monthly recurring tournament. And so we hold tournaments, we're just trying to hold tournaments here at the store on a monthly basis. And it's actually been doing pretty well to the point where the store owner is wanting to try and become the local uh store for atomic mass game games to hold like their regional tournaments and stuff like that to help players move on to worlds and stuff like that and the to that puts this on also got invited to by the lvo tournament organizers for legion to go out and help judge next year's lvo star wars legion tournament so we are thinking about uh, having him on as episode i'm discussing that with him just to kind of go over how to create tournaments in your local area, how to find a store that's willing to support you in your areas, because we have a great community here, but a, a great store owner that's willing to, to 
host it every time when we want to do it. But then also, how do you go out and, and uh, gather funding or, or prize support options? So uh, hopefully the next week or, or, or in a couple, he'll, uh, he'll be on and we'll discuss it as a one-off episode. So in the details. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, this tournament is full already. But for those of you in the local areas, or whatnot come out you can learn a lot of stuff um here as well so but uh it gives you an to... idea of someone to follow to yeah uh, get into future tournaments exactly yep um gen con august 4th till 7th pax west is september 2nd till 5th pax australia is october 7th till 9th and pax unplugged is december 2nd till 4th hey george go through our stuff uh, you can find our stuff on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash GameTabled. Uh, if you become a Patreon, you get early access to uh, the content we create uh, video-wise. Uh, it does help us out. It helps us with uh, the bills that you know we do have to pay, but it's it does help us. Um, Facebook.com slash GameTabled, that's where we make our presence known. This is where we share pretty much everything and anything we do. Uh, YouTube, you can find us on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash gettingtabled. That's where our channel is. That's where our videos are. That's where you get to see this and that and that. YouTube. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we've got our email, gettingtabled at gmail.com. you got questions, comments, concerns, want to know something, shoot us an email. We'll try to answer it. Uh, then we got Twitter is at getting tabled. Instagram is at getting tabled. I have got a huge, massive leg cramp right now. I can't. I wondered what you were doing. <laughs> I will continue on. Instagram and Twitter uh, is at getting tabled. As he finished saying, gettingtabled.weebly.com is our website. Everything should be getting hosted there. I've got to update the YouTube feed on there. Uh, and finally, if you want to watch me playing video games, Monday nights and Thursday nights, 7 o'clock onwards, Australian time, uh, twitch.tv slash Jason the Bruce. And otherwise, George, do the thing. Uh, that Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table, music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org